Hello and welcome to the Legendary Men Podcast. I'm your host, Chris. I'm joined by my two friends, Devin and Andrew. Together, we're learning with you how to be a better man, better husband, better father, and just learn how to do cool stuff. Join us for this fun adventure. Come along for the ride. Hey, everybody. This is Chris, Andrew, and Devin. Welcome back after a long hiatus to the Legendary Men podcast. It's been a long Far time. Too long. too long. Over a year. And we're finally back and getting back into it. So, guys, you want to say hi? What's up? Hello, listeners. All of our that 15 was or 20 <laughs> listeners that we have. <laughs> hey, it's been... We don't remember how to do this anymore. That's right. We're a little rusty. It's been a long time. So... We wanted to get back into this. A lot's happened over the last year or more since we last recorded, and so we just wanted to catch up on that a little bit, and then today we're going to, we have a few things that we want to talk about, um, just kind of give you guys an update on our lives, where we're at, and might talk about, a little bit about our role models and um, how to be a role model, I think. So we're happy to be back, and uh, yeah, let's, let's get rolling. Um, all right, guys, who wants to start? Why don't you uh, let's each kind of catch ourselves up, catch everybody up on the last year where what we've each been doing, where we're at, and bring us up till now. Gosh, last year was like at first I was like, oh, I didn't didn't do anything. But Andrew and I both uh, in September, we did Ironman Maryland, like what? full distance Ironman. Iron Man. Yeah, that, that's right. Now, like looking back, it's like, yeah, that that took up like all last year <laughs> that's that's all yeah, I you did. guys killed it too you guys did awesome it was fun oh gosh it was a lot of fun and you guys both insane. you guys both got stung well out of uh jellyfish <laughs> right yes oh so many jellyfish <laughs> <laughs> like every swim stroke it was like that's a jellyfish that's a jellyfish i'm eating a jellyfish it was such a <laughs> it was such a weird experience to like comb your hand through the tentacles of now like, so they were sea nettles. They weren't like crazy, awful, like Portuguese man of war killer jellyfish, <laughs> but they were, they were still uncomfortable and it was still like gross going from like cold Northwestern lakes to brackish salt water where you're touching yucky. I don't know. Touching yeah. yucky. Yeah. What does it yeah. feel like to get yeah. stung by like a little jellyfish? Like, is yeah, it like it a was, little like pinprick or is it like. No, it's like a it was like a slow onset burn, kind of like someone re, uh, said it's kind of like stinging nettle, like yeah, that just sense. that burn that just comes on. But there were some that you could tell like right away is like yeah, I just got stung. Mm-hmm. Boom. Yeah. <clears throat> oh. Yeah, like that. Like I got hit, hit across the face and like instantly is like yeah, I just got shocked. <laughs> like. Dang. But then some most of it it was like slow burn. A slow burn. Uh yeah yeah. Except for Andrew. Andrew had a different experience. I, I I think I just have more sensitive skin or something, but like on the warm up swim, like I got one that like went like across my nose and I like like caught like my nostril oh. and that was that was awful. Oh, that would be terrible. And like like you could still feel the, or I could still feel the burn well into the run. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was like a long long burn. Oh. Yeah. Not like 
it was just irritating. Like you knew it was there for me at least. Like it was like, yeah, I, I every now and then be like, oh yeah, that still kind of burns or like something would happen. And it would make it kind of flare up a little bit, but mm-hmm. yeah. Well, it's like, like, uh, I mean, I, I was covered pretty well. Like, um, <laughs> the exposed parts of my body were like my neck, face, my hands and feet. And on the bike, it was like, why are my feet burning? Oh Yeah. Oh, like the Jelly. bottom. So Andrew, Andrew looked uh, like, um, like, oh, how would you describe how you looked? Like he had Vaseline like all over his face and like, <laughs> oh I remember gosh. that. Well, I, Andrew called me. I was like armored up for that because I had such a bad experience like two <laughs> days before. Well, you called me the, the, when the, you went in yes, the first no, time. Well, that's right. You tell the like, story, man. Am I going to die? Am I going to have like an allergic reaction and die? Like what if I swallow one? I'm like, uh, I don't know. Maybe cover yourself in Vaseline and see how that works. <laughs> Go find out. <laughs> but you survived. You made it through. You both Just keep did. your mouth closed, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, w- that would be my biggest yeah, fear. Certainly. You, like, swallowed one. Dude. That would be crazy. I don't know. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So know. that was that was my last year. Andrew, nice. But you guys finished. You guys both finished. The sorry, survived. I'm yeah. still talking about it because it's awesome. No, it's okay. You guys are Iron Men. No, it, gosh, that's crazy. We're Iron Men. Nice. It was fun. It, it took was a little while. It was fun. Yeah, that takes so. It was just a 14-hour workout. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a 14-hour no, workout. I would die. While you guys were getting in shape, I was getting fatter and sitting <laughs> on my couch, wishing that I was doing Chris, something but i wasn't <laughs> chris is now 800 pounds yeah um, and what you don't see is he solid muscle. he's in a crane mm-hmm. we don't yep. see all of nice. it either <laughs> <laughs> doesn't, uh, doesn't fit in the screen yeah um but what chris you had a lot going on last year yeah holy cow we did so a ton man. yeah the last year for us has been pretty rough um last couple years have been a wild ride we've moved around a lot more than i ever wanted to um this last year though has been crazy because back in well let's see so we moved out to the country this little town in washington called chewila which is like 1200 people um it was really cool but it was very rural uh it was hard being so far away from all of our friends and everything so kind of our support system um which we really didn't realize it was going to be that hard until we actually did it. And so that that was kind of tough. And then uh, so we were there for a while, put a lot of time and energy into fixing up this house and the property that we had. And then after that, like six months-ish ago, um, my wife randomly started having these seizures. So that was crazy. I was at the grocery store and I get a call from my son and he's like, uh, mom's like on the floor, like shaking and stuff. So I'm like, Oh my gosh. So kids did really good. Called 911. They got there. long story short. We're still trying to figure this out, but things have gotten much better, but we ended up moving back to Utah to be a little closer to family just because it was, uh, kind of a, well, it was a very stressful thing for a while there. So things are on the up and up now. And yeah, we're doing doing pretty good. So we're looking. We're in we're in Utah. Um, 
know, we really miss Washington, really miss being around everybody, all of our friends up there. Uh, but trying to make the best of where we're at right now, I guess. So, yeah, it's going okay. Um, we're looking for houses down here now, and we'll see how that all shakes out. So, yeah. Wait, so in a nutshell, that's been my last year. So did you get that house, or...? Yeah, well, yes, I guess that's a good point. So we put an offer in on a house and they accepted our offer. The real estate market is insane right now. So yeah, so we're kind of in the process of signing papers and getting an appraisal and it has to pass inspection and all that stuff still, but um, yeah, so that's where we're at. The house is actually really nice. We really like it. It's in a great neighborhood. So, you know, we're kind of, I guess excited about that. It's still hard for me. Well, I guess for both of us, it's been really hard just to want to live in Utah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We really, really liked Washington. And so it's, it's tough trying to, you know, face the future here and in a new place again. And our family's here, which is great, but we also miss our friends a lot, which we're like our family outside of Utah. So it's, you know, like with you guys, like miss hanging out with you guys in person. So, um, so that's different, but it's good. And I think hopefully long term it'll be good for my wife so she can, you know, get better and stuff, which does seem to be happening. So, yeah. Yeah. That's good. You got to take care of her. Yeah. So now we're kind of in the phase of like getting ourselves healthy again, getting back in shape. So me and her are both. You're trying to get back in shape now. Sherston's actually, my wife is doing really good. Um, I'm trying to. <laughs> so both trying to exercise more, lose some weight, get healthy mentally, physically, all that stuff. So it's been good. It's been good. Isn't that, isn't that kind of where we're, we're all at, like, all the time? Yeah. <laughs> like trying to kind of stay ahead. I mean, yeah, I mean, as much as we joke about it and stuff, like, like I felt like doing Iron Man was so hard on my body. It's like afterwards I stopped exercising. I ballooned. I'm like, mm. <laughs> it's just the constant up and like, down. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's just that just feels like yeah, that's where we're always at. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you got to make the best of it. You know, whatever situation you're in. So, um, Andrew, did you want to talk more about how your last year's been? You did the Iron Man with Devin. You guys did that together. Yeah. Um, I uh, I I pulled away from my job. Yeah. Um, and kind of started to started to get a like a business going on the side, actually with Devin. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know, uh, Devin, I, you got to like, talk about that too. That's yeah. still. Yeah. No, we're that's that's still kind of on the table but uh actually just recently took a a different job which is a a different step for me i worked in the same place for 10 years with members of my family and was just the right time to to leave so start a new chapter Mm -hmm. that's been yeah start a new chapter in your life spread your wings and fly and you fly yeah (laughs) get out of there (laughs) yep that's awesome man good for you that takes guts. You guys are both doing yeah. some stuff that takes, you know, yeah, takes some bravery. Get out there and change things. Devin, I know you're, yeah, you did something similar too, right? Yeah. So 
I left my job in February um, to start my own therapy practice. Mm-hmm. So been doing that the last few months. Kind of started. I was gonna I was gonna quit my job in November. That was my goal. But then because of some stuff, I waited till this year. So been doing that for about a month, almost two months. Nice. That's awesome, man. Yeah. And and we have a sponsor now for our podcast, right? Sensory Pathway, with a huge event coming up this summer for your yes. new job. In May, I do. In May. Uh, so talk about that. So we're <laughs> we're gonna be doing a uh, it's a, a scavenger hunt to help kind of. The, the main thing is we want to get people outside. I'm, I'm doing nature-based therapy with kids, and so I want people to, to get outdoors and do more healthy things outside. So to promote that, we're doing a, it's called Spot the Spine, um, where we're going to hide a model spine because we're therapists, not because we're killers. Um, but we'll hide it out in the community, and then whoever Thanks finds it. Thanks for clarifying. <laughs> yeah, I've told a couple people, and they're like, "That sounds creepy." I'm like, "I'm a therapist. Like, it's part of the body. Right. Come on." Right. And um, so, whoever finds the spines, totally sketch. Um, whoever <laughs> finds it, there's a cash prize for it, and yeah, nice. Whoever so, they're going to be therapy for me. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, are you gonna? Is there gonna be like different hints, like over around town and stuff that? lead you to the location or are you going to put them on well, the website so, yeah so on our website and social media we'll post a new clue every day is to kind nice. of narrow down where it is um and then if someone finds it like on day two every mm-hmm. day there's going to be a sponsoring business and they'll have a we'll call it spot the femur day where they'll hide a femur and then they'll give out clues to where that is and there's a cash prize for that too nice so, so even if someone finds the spine early on there's going to be Mm-hmm. Femurs that will be hid throughout the event. So okay, nice. Yeah. So lots of cash and other cool. prizes. Right on. That's yeah. awesome, man. And well, that's in people May. outside too, which is legit. Yeah. yeah, dude, I'm gonna like come up there for that and you should find it. Go find search. Yeah. I yeah, that'd be awesome. Is, okay. <laughs> I don't want you to. I want to legit find it. Okay. Yeah. But I don't know. If I do find it, then people would get suspicious. I know. So. <laughs> like, wait, that's I'll that's use your an podcast alias. host. Yeah, use an <laughs> alias. <laughs> if nice. you find it, you have to like post pictures of you like Rocky yeah. style holding it, like holding the spine, <laughs> holding the human yeah. spine above my head. <laughs> I killed somebody. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's seriously been a few people. <laughs> <laughs> you could get cash for both. Nice. Yeah. That's you awesome. could find every femur and the spine. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Dude, that's really yeah, there's, cool there's idea. There's been that. some be really people. Fun. I'm kind of, I'm copying a guy. There's a guy down in Southern Utah that does it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's actually doing it, I think next week, but oh, I cool. talked to him and he's like, yeah, go ahead and go ahead and do it. It's fun. Nice. So with the femurs, you might have to, you know, like put a note on the femur. This is not a actual <laughs> human femur. Please don't call nine or don't call the police. Yeah, if you, if you find body. this, this is not a dead body. <laughs> yeah. Zip tie a note to it. Right. <laughs> this is not a real dead body. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was going to do that on the spine too. Like if you find this, this is part of an event. Like don't, mm-hmm. don't freak out. Yeah. 
That's cool. So there's the, it's actually still ongoing. There's this thing that happened in the eighties called the secret mm-hmm. where I actually bought the book cause I think finding treasures is cool, but this guy wrote a book and in this book he made, he hid like 12 different like jewels inside of these like clay box things that he made. And he had an artist draw a, like, do like a 1980s style. I mean, it wasn't the 80s, so like fantasy picture. And in all these mm-hmm. pictures, there's different clues that help you figure out where it is. So I think four of them have been found since wow. like the 80s, and there's 12. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Euchre. Yeah. We should do I, that. We should go look for be one. treasure hunters. Yeah. Yes. Do it. Dude, I'm totally down with that. I actually want to start a YouTube channel with about treasure hunting. I don't know. That'd be awesome. Maybe another Maybe. time. After our podcast gets huge. Chris, when when you started talking about like a book called The Secret, I'm like, dang it, no, no, oh, Chris, yeah. don't. <laughs> the power of positive thinking, Andrew. Yeah. When like, you when you oh, write your stop, check and send don't. it out, like uh, send it to me, I'll I'll hold mm-hmm. it for you. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good. Cool. Oh, man. Well, um, I guess on that note, we can kind of get into, uh, I don't know, anything else you guys wanted to talk about? Anything Anything else big going no, on in your last lives? Year, last I mean, year? It's been, it was a good year. Nice. Not really. Cool. I mean, uh, so I think like we wanted to spend an hour on that, you know? <laughs> no. <laughs> I know, yeah. We could. Andrew will tell you about every training session that he did. Yes. Up, leading up to Iron Man. <laughs> and then I was on a bike. <laughs> For a hundred miles. Or more, I guess. Huh? I would just legit die. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> All right. So we wanted to talk about role models today a little bit. Um, role models, I guess. I said that wrong. Um, so kind of like who the role models are in our lives, why we look up to them, um, what we've learned from them, that sort of thing. Um, so, Andrew, I'm going to turn this over to you for a minute to kind of pick it up from here. Is that all right? Good with that? All right. Let's see. Okay. No, I just uh, – yeah, lately I've I've been th- thinking a lot about my my grandfather who is a – he was a World War II vet. Uh, really interesting very handy guy um i i grew up with him um in my basement actually uh they lived with my parents when i was a child so so i got to know him pretty well but i mean as a as a child i got to know him right so so there are things about him that 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 really irritated me like uh i mean he was he was always really sensitive about food right you know like like you know have have you cleaned off your plate kind of a thing and it I didn't really get that, but it's like he was a child of the Great Depression and saw a lot of things. Um, yeah, um, in the Air Force, uh, he was stationed in Italy, and he saw a lot of children who were dealing with the effects of hunger. And I, you know, I never really understood that. So looking at today's climate and stuff of, I don't know the yeah politics as they stand today, um, you know, the the current situation in Ukraine, I just kind of find myself thinking like man i wonder what my grandpa would say about this i mean because he would have an opinion yeah um 
and that just got me th- thinking about things, you know, I kind of, you know, I miss about them, but also things that, that kind of helped to mold my life. You know, there's a lot of other people in my own life like that, but I, I just got th- thinking about him. So my question, I guess, who are you guys thinking about? I mean, what, who, who are your role models and why and go for it. Mm-hmm. Devin, you go first. I got I'm still thinking about this. I have still a thinking. lot in my head. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I've kind of struggled with it. Cause like, there's a lot of really good people that have been in my life that, but it's kind of like, there's been a few consistent ones. And then there's been some that have come in at like different periods of my life and influenced me in ways that have kind of helped me change course in like my career or in, in different things that I do. Like, um, I have a, there's a guy I know that I've known for a while. Um, and then back in 2013, I went running with him and he was like, Hey, you should try a triathlon. And like that totally changed my life. Like the, the next year I did one. Um, and like, I love it. So like in a way, like he's been a, a huge role model because he's kind of, you know, changed how I look at like working out and endurance and exercise and staying active. And, but then he's also a huge family man. So like he's, he's very much, uh, I'll train for Ironman, but I'm not going to let it cut into my family time at all. So I'll wake up at three in the morning to, to do a workout so that it doesn't cut into my family time. And hearing him talk about what he likes to do, but also his family has been a huge influence on me. Um, and then there's other people like with, with business stuff that have really influenced how I do things, what I do, how I look at things in that regards. But I think overall, one of the bigger ones has been my grandpa as well. He's 102 now. Um, oh man. But wow. he, uh, he's getting up there. Yeah. He, he still says he's young. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but he, I remember he was in World War II and, you know, he, I don't remember if it was in his journal or just something that he's told us or my dad has told us about him. Like, he always had a saying, like, there's no room in my heart for hate. And, you know, when I was younger, I thought, you know, that's cool. Like, didn't think a whole lot about it. But then as I've learned more about, like, World War II and some of the things that those guys had to go through, like, it really, like, I read a book last year um, called With the Old Breed, and it talks about some of the things that the men had to go through and like that saying really I was like oh my gosh like it makes sense why he would say something like that and you know how going through those horrible things he still tried to make it a point of like you know I I can't hate these people they're just kind of you know same as him like just doing what they're being told to do they're just following orders no one wanted it really like none of them wanted to be fighting each other it was just the circumstances they were in um so like that especially now has kind of come and had more of an impact and then just he's always been like positive like he always is happy he's always willing to share he's always putting other people's comforts before his own and that i think he's always been someone that I've tried to be like and my dad is very similar to him in their their uh, personality and characteristics and so it's kind of been like two generations of like hey you serve other people and then you take care of yourself like 
Um, and not that they're putting themselves off, but like, you know, it's, it's just been like a life of like, Hey, serve, like service is, is important. Um, you know, you can't neglect yourself, but like you can always serve someone. So that's, that's been pretty influential to me. But yeah, it, it's been hard. Like as I was thinking about this, when Andrew sent the notes over, I was like, man, there's, there's so many different people that have totally impacted my life in a way that I never would have thought possible. And, mm-hmm. you know, kind of open up doors that I didn't even know were there. So it's, it's hard to like narrow it down to like one person. Yeah, there's for so sure. Many. Right. Well, well, I mean, as you, as you're ta- talking about him, like, like I just think thinking of my own grandfather too, that like he was always thinking of somebody else. Like he was always taking something to a neighbor. He was always, it, it, it's interesting. Cause it's like, like, like I, I saw him as a very powerful man. Right. And yet he was not violent. He wasn't trying to, you know, wreck people. He was, he was always trying to build. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was such a part, part of his life is building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. So Devin, I mean, as you're, as you're t- talking about your grandfather, that's, that, that's exactly what I'm hearing. Yeah. Stuff is like, he was trying to build people up all the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you find with, with role models is they are the people that in some way build you up. Not, you know, there's a few that aren't that way, you know, but I think for the most part, they're, they're the people out there that legitimately have they care about you like they want to see you succeed Mm -hmm. which is kind of rare nowadays i feel like everyone's so you know i'm number one take care of myself Mm -hmm. the rest the rest of you can fend for yourselves but like when you meet those people that are really influential it's like they legitimately care that you succeed and they want you to succeed and you can feel Mm -hmm. that pretty quick right yeah yeah i think exactly i was gonna say i think they push you to to be a better person and ultimately I think a lot of us are better people because of our role models basically mm-hmm. um, so talking about grandparents so it's interesting because most of my grandparents um, passed away especially my both of my grandfathers they died when I was young so my grandpa on my dad's side he died probably when I was like 10 and so and he went downhill for a long time, so I didn't really get to know him very well, um, which is a bummer because after he died, learning about his life, I mean, he had he did a, a lot of really cool stuff and really sacrificed a lot for his family. Um, and then my grandpa on my, my mom's side, he died when I was 12, really suddenly. And so that was, you know, also, also a bummer because I didn't get to know him very long in my life so he uh, was also in World War Two and really interesting with my grandpa on that side because he would always tell us these crazy war stories and I'm like oh my gosh you went through so much well come to find out years later this is a totally random thing so I think everyone on my family looked up to my my grandpa because he you know so hardcore did all these crazy things and went through so much and come to find out years later a lot of it was actually made up we didn't really go through those things oh no and which was so weird i was like why would he do that like why would he say those things that were just not true 
And I think, I don't know, it's interesting. They, they say, like, with a lot of role models, you don't want to ever meet them in person. Um, you know, like, like your sport, like your favorite sports star or something like that. Like, they say you don't want to meet them in person because it'll ruin your perception of them. And I kind of had one of those moments. But then thinking back, I'm like, you know, I think he really just wanted to be, I think it taught me a couple things. It taught me that it's okay to have flaws and to be okay with those flaws and that we don't have to hide those things. And two, I think he just probably wanted to be loved and have something more to talk about. Mm -hmm. And so, I don't know. That's that's my personal take on it, but it was, it was interesting. Um, so... I still look up to them as role models, even though I didn't have them in my life for very long. And then I have a lot of, I feel like each season of life kind of has a different role model um, for me. So, you know, if I'm going through something hard, then I might look to, you know, like my parents or, you know, what they've been through and they can kind of relate to some of the things that we're going through. And through my life, it's probably true for all of us. Well, at least in this conversation, that our parents are are some of our biggest role models. Mm -hmm. Just I think the older you get, it's like the story, like the saying goes, like the older you get, the more you can relate. Um, you realize how right that they were about everything pretty much. <laughs> uh -huh. So even though I hate to say it, dad. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really, you know, as I get older, I really look up to them and their wisdom and see like you were saying Devin, that really they care and want the best for you um so but having said that too i also really i like a good underdog story and i look up to some of those people that i've seen like struggle through life who've overcome a lot of you know really difficult circumstances to like achieve something great so um like there's this guy that I follow, never met him before, but really inspirational story. Um, he's kind of into like, you know, hunting, fishing, outdoor stuff like myself, but he had like a huge injury, almost was killed. And then he came back from that. He lost a limb, came back from that. And, you know, now he actually does, he's a triathlete, does Ironmans all the time, does all these amazing things. And he only has one arm and he's, you know, accomplished just a ton of awesome stuff. So, you know, those kind of things, it's like, even though I don't know this person per se, it's, they, it's kind of like, well, if they can do it, then I can do it kind of thing. And so yeah. it pushes, pushes me to be a little better. So that's one thing that's cool about triathlon that I love is like, if you want to feel motivated, go to the finish line of a triathlon, like a, not just, mm -hmm. I mean, the, the shorter ones are cool too, but like, if you go to like a long distance triathlon and watch people finish those, like it's it's amazing to see like you see people coming across the finish line and you're like how are they moving <laughs> like mm -hmm. just yeah you know the the different just all the types of people that come across the finish line like it really is one of the most inspirational things i've ever experienced well, like well and and even like participating in it and stuff it's like like you'll get passed by people who you know <laughs> you know look different than you or are have have different abilities than you or it's like 
like, man, I never thought I'd be better than that person over there. Or I like, I remember my first uh, half Ironman, I got passed by a lady who had just had a hip replacement. And I was just like, I about fell over. I'm like, <laughs> Oh my gosh, you are so hardcore. I mean, yeah, that's cool. So who's this guy that you're following, Chris, this, uh, triathlete guy. I mean, this, this appeals to me not only as a triathlete, but I think the role model thing too. Yeah. So the dude's name is Eduardo Garcia. Um, he's really cool. I think he's on, like, he's a chef. He's into hunting and fishing and all the stuff I like. And then he does triathlons and does a bunch of stuff for charities and stuff like that. So yeah, pretty cool. Dude, okay. Pretty cool yeah. dude. Yep. Well, here, like, so Eduardo, if you're listening, hit me up. Dude, love to chat sometime. We'd love to. We would love to talk with you. Well, well, Chris, like, like I just kind of want to go back for a second because I think you know what you were t- talking about earlier about you know not engaging in hero worship. I mean, that's that's totally on my mind because it's like I feel like I have role mo- models for different things that it's like you know you can't. <laughs> yeah, it's like I I haven't met a perfect human being yet, right? Like, right? Yeah, for sure. I don't know. Yeah. Ah, man. What are your thoughts on that, guys? Yeah. So I've met a couple people that I like looked up to, like in sports and stuff like that. And then, or I've like, you know, read a lot about them or whatever. And it's like, oh, man, maybe I really don't want to be like this person. (laughs) You know what I mean? But so, like, they've accomplished great things, but maybe I don't want to be the kind of person that they are. Um, like one example that comes to mind, I mean, and this is just a big one and it's out there. So it's everyone knows, but the stuff with tiger woods, like I really looked up to tiger woods, Mm. um, growing up, I used to really like golf. I still do don't play very often, but, um, you know, he accomplished so much at such a young age, did all these awesome things. And in my mind, I was just like, Oh, he's this perfect, awesome role model guy. And if you meet him, it's going to be like the coolest thing ever. And, you know, I never did meet him, but then all that stuff went down with him, you know, with affairs and just craziness, right? And so that was a kind of hard thing. So it's like, oh, man, I looked up to this guy for, you know, so many years, and it turns out that he's got all these problems. So it's, I don't know, it's kind of weird. And then, like I was saying with, you know, with my grandpa, you know, kind of finding out some weird things about him after he died was was weird and kind of hard to process a little bit as well. So I don't know. Nobody's perfect, I guess, is the, the takeaway story from that. And how we perceive somebody might not actually be how they are um, in a lot of cases. So kind of, kind of weird. So that's why they say don't meet your heroes sometimes. But I think there's, I think there's more to that that could be discussed. Oh, yeah. Well, that's like... Like the people that, that I found as an adult, I look up to the most are also the most flawed. They're the most genuine. And it's like, oh Mm -hmm. man, I want to handle my flaws that way, you know? For sure. Yeah. They don't, they don't try to cover them. That's like, Hey, this is who I am. Like, this is what I'm trying to do. I'm not perfect, but here's what I'm trying to work on. I think it makes it more relatable too. Cause then you're like, oh yeah, I'm not perfect. Cause I feel like. You know, sometimes I would listen to these podcasts and it's like, oh, you know, I overcame this huge thing or like 
I was 12 and I made a, a billion dollar company and you know you hear these stories and you're like well, there's no way I could do that but then you hear mm-hmm. stories of people that are real genuine that like hey here's here's my imperfections but here's what I'm doing here's how I'm working to overcome these things and do incredible things they don't say that but like you see what they're doing and you're like oh my gosh I'm kind of like that too so maybe maybe there is a chance that I could do something like that like you know I'm I'm not perfect or it, but it kind of shows you like hey like here's another imperfect person that's doing mm-hmm. pretty cool things if I can do something just a little better maybe I could do it like that and and do similar things right so. yeah and I think I think what you guys both said so the people in our lives that we know and that we a lot of us look up to are like you know that are real like they're cool with who they are even though they have faults and they're not perfect and you know they have you know they have problems in a lot of cases um i think sometimes as guys in general we feel like we have to put on this like facade of you know we're awesome we're tough we're the strong person we don't show weakness or you know we don't talk about our problems and and that's not it's not a healthy thing for one and then we're not being very genuine if we do that so that's really what I've, I feel like I'm learning about myself is that I really look up to those people that, like you guys were saying, that are, they're just okay with who they are and they're confident in who they are, even though they have, um, they're not perfect and they have, you know, faults and that's the word I'm looking for. Just, you know, they're not perfect Yeah. and they're okay with that and that's okay kind of thing. But- well, it also oh. seems like like the best role mo- models too, like are willing to compromise on being the best in order to do things that are 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 important. You know, it's like yeah. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. the yeah the it. I don't know, guys. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like the people who are always the best at you know some things always have the weirdest lives. Mm-hmm. You know, it's oh yeah, for sure, yeah. What's well, like it in order to be the tiger woods or the, you know, pinnacle of something, it's like there, there's, there's always weird compromises that they've had to make in order to, to structure their lives in that kind of a way. I mean, I don't know. Right. You have to devote X amount of hours to just doing this one thing. And where does that leave, you know, family, friends, you know, relationships, that sort of thing. Like, like I know, like with my dad, like if he would have been like, no, I'm going to go, I'm not going to spend time with you or take you to go play basketball today. Cause I'm going to go work on this thing that I want to be the best at. Then that certainly wouldn't have put him as a role model in my mind, like over the years, you know what I mean? Right. So I think it's, if you want to be a role model, for your kids or for, you know, other people, then I think it's the time that you invest in them. That's really going to be important. So, well, I think there's, there's, I'm sure you guys have seen it. The, it's a picture of like an iceberg and you see the tip and it's like, here's what we see in like success and like all these things. Mm -hmm. And what you don't see the bottom of the iceberg is like all the dedication, all the hard work, all the, the, the Mm -hmm. sacrifices they've made, the different things that they've, had to prioritize or let go so that they could get to where they are and mm-hmm. you kind of forget that sometimes I think with the people we look up to as role models of like hey they've had to 
they've had to give up things to be where they are. And is that something that I would want to give up? Or is that something, you know, you kind of have to look at yourself too and say, hey, yeah, this is a role model, but am I mm-hmm. willing to give up those things that they've had to, to, mm-hmm. to have the kind of success that they want? You know? Right. I'm, I'm thinking, I guess, of like our uh, social media and Instagram culture. Oh, you know, yeah. that it's like, mm-hmm. you know, we just get very kind of curated snippets of people's lives and we expect that yeah. everything else in their life is supposed to look that way. And it's like, no humans got, got their crap together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. One of my, one of my best experiences on that was, uh, so I, there was this person I really looked up to and I was like, man, they've got like the perfect life. Like nothing is wrong in their life. And then we go to church together or went to church together and they sat in front of us one Sunday and their kids were like all over the place and he was getting after his kids. I was like, Oh, he's human too. Like his kids are like my kids. He, he reacts the same way I do. Like we are, he's not perfect. And that's cool. Like, <laughs> cause before, like I had him in that, like, Oh, he's, he's a perfect person. I could never be like that. But then I saw like, right. Oh no, he's, he's just like me. Like, that made him even cooler. I thought, like, mm-hmm. no, he he's got the same <laughs> struggles that I do. Like when it comes to right. dealing with kids and stuff, like <laughs> more relatable. Yeah, we're, we're pretty close to each other. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yeah, nobody's kids are good at sitting still for an hour. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's... Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, if you can get your kids to do that, teach me your ways. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> we well, can't. <laughs> well, well, it's like like lots of candy and. I don't know. Well, snacks and bribery. What would that cost? <laughs> yeah. Or like, you know, hey, I'm going to go home and beat you afterwards if you don't sit still. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not willing to pay that price. I'm not willing to give my kids tooth decay, mm-hmm. you know, to make them sit still. Right. For it's like, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Right. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was kind of a, an eye opener to me of like, no, you can be cool and still be human, mm-hmm. and and that's okay. Yeah. For sure. And I think it's important to remember that. Like, it's easy, especially like you guys were saying with social media people. Um, I mean, even just with Facebook, but, you know, other people that are highly publicized that we look up to, I think it's easy to just get caught up in that part of it and forget that they're a real person with real problems and stuff. Yeah. So, because it's hard to relate to those people when you, all you're seeing is the perfect, you know, my life is perfect. I think that leads to, or a lot of problems for people because they're like, why can't I have that life? Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Yeah, weird expectations yeah. for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's Andrew's career. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Enter <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> Step into my office. Yeah. Step into my office. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, yeah. Well, I don't know. I guess like like that's that's part of the reason why I think I've been thinking about my grandfather so much lately too, is it's like, like, I also know I would disagree with some of his opinions, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, like, <laughs> I, I think there's a strong chance he'd be like, well, let's just go bomb Russia or something. It's like, well, yeah. I don't know about that grandpa, but you know, let's, right. <laughs> but, but, but I crave, I crave, I crave, you know, hearing his genuine response on the world. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, I think what I like in thinking about it, I think some of the role models that I have 
the best ones are the people that I've met that I've seen them work through different things and still accomplish. Like you kind of like, I know the guy that started, um, he started a podcast a couple years ago. Um, I'm totally drawn a blank. His name is Ryan. Oh, Nickler. the smart um, passive income guy. No, different guy. Oh yeah, that's a different guy. That's uh, something then. Anyways, he started a podcast, but I saw him. When, I knew him before he started it. Cool guy then, but then now, mm-hmm. like he's this awesome guy. Like and, and like I know him. Like he's mm-hmm. he's not a perfect person, and he'll admit that. But like to see to kind of see his his process of becoming who he is now like so i think those mm-hmm. are the best role models that i i look up to like the guys that you know them personally and then you see them as they grow and become this like really cool person mm-hmm. even cooler um and that's i think those are the best role models of my life is like the ones that i've got that personal connection to mm-hmm. and like i'll look up to some you've seen the growth or, or the yeah, struggle yeah. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I'll look up to some people that are kind of, you know, the social icons in in the country. But like, I don't know. I don't hold them as in high a, a value as I do the people that I know personally. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I feel the same way. And I think too, like, I don't know that maybe some of us do like consciously think about being a role model, but. Um, yeah, I think I feel the same way as far as like watching the growth and the struggle and seeing how they've changed because of that. That's um, can be a really inspiring thing. And that's something that, you know, makes me want to gives me strength when I'm struggling with stuff. It's like, hey, this person made it through. They grew because of it. And um, and I can too kind of thing. So I think if we want to be that speaks to, you know, if we want to be a role model for someone else, then if they're watching, or even our kids, like they're watching us struggle and going through stuff, um, you know, they might be picking up on the same things that we do that seeing our growth and seeing how we come out of it. And that might make us role models for other people. So as that, well. that's so. interesting. So that made me think like, I think some of the role models that I see that I have the highest value of are the ones that mm-hmm. kind of talk you through their process of like, yeah, here's what I'm doing. And they, they tell you like, here's kind of how I'm working on it. Like here's my step by step. So mm-hmm. flipping that around, if we want to be a role model to our kids, do we need to be kind of walking them through our struggles? Like here's currently what I'm facing. Here's some of the steps I'm taking to address it that I think are best. You know, are they mm-hmm. the answer? Probably not. But is it something that's working? Yeah, kind of. Mm-hmm. Like, do we need to be more open with our kids and, and people around us of like, you know, I feel like sometimes as men, we're, we're very um, tight lipped and we don't want to. Right. Because we don't want to come across as like, hey, I'm, I'm making a mistake. <laughs> like, this is a complete right. failure. Everyone can see it, but I'm not going to admit it. Yeah. So like, do we need to be more open of like, hey, here's what I'm here's what I'm currently trying it's the best thing I can think of. Mm-hmm. Like, do we need to be doing more of that? Cause that I could see kind of spurring more conversation with others of like, well, cool. That, that might work, but have you thought of this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for sure. I think that's a great thing to do. And then, um, being open about like, I don't know, like with the struggles. So like with our kids, like we've had a lot of struggles over the last couple of years, but 
and they obviously see that they see us as parents kind of struggling but i we tell them too we're like hey we're going through this hard thing but we're not going to give up we're going to keep going and we're going to get through it and things are going to be okay but it's just going to take time and it's a process and so i think maybe talking through stuff like that and then like you were saying just being more open about things i think that's at least in my opinion i think that's a good thing yeah it's like like appropriately open you know it's like yeah okay i mean right yeah there's stuff about everything yeah (laughs) right well but but i mean like like i believe and i don't know like like if this is if this is real like but but i think the way our kids see us deal with our issues, I think that's that's more important than them seeing us be perfect, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I don't yeah, know, but I totally agree. But trying to kind of understand the balance of that and also not, you know, like you know, dump our issues on our kids. I mean that's a hard thing too. <laughs> like Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's always you know <laughs> on the back true. of my mind. You know, is I don't wanna <laughs> I Do you ever worry like you're damaging what? your kids by like airing all your oh, stuff out there <laughs> all the time well, well the it's time. like i remember once i made a con- comment about like our our house f- finances at dinner and my son was like well i've got you know 40 bucks in my piggy bank you can ha-. i'm like oh buddy we're not struggling yeah. that much <laughs> right but but it's like okay so so how do i appropriately show and you know get him interested in you know good finances without making him think that he has to give his money to me. He's got to give you his piggy bank. <laughs> right, right. Your dad, yeah. take it. Take it all. But yeah. but it's like, yeah. And if, and if I had the the way to do do that, man, I think, man, I think I would share that all over the place. But no, I mm-hmm. being open, though, is, is critical. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think the more that we do that, especially with our kids and stuff, the better we get at it, you know, finding, finding where that line is of what you, yeah, the balance of what you share and what, you know, what you should appropriately share and what probably you don't need to kind of thing. I don't know. It's a constant struggle in our mm-hmm. house anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. I but, never struggle with that, Chris. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> I know, Devin. But we all look up to you. Right. <laughs> so. Guys, it's like this has been a good, a good chat. Like, like I feel like this is, you know, ought to be like a series of like, you know, five different discussions because there's there's a lot to unpack. But yeah, there's like the more we're talking, there's like, man, we could go in so many different directions. But there's so much there to mm-hmm. talk about. So we should do some more. Uh, we should have more some more discussion on this topic. There's a lot. There's a lot there, for sure. Um. So we'll do that. We'll have more discussion in the future. I think that probably going to wrap things up. Had a good, good chat today. Do you guys have any other stuff you want to bring up before we call it good on this one? Not without starting another episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, know. I think any more at this point would be like, oh crap, we can't stop there. Uh-huh. I do, but yeah. join us next time. For <laughs> join us next time. Yep, there is going to be a next time. So we'll. Uh, gonna have some new fresh content for you maybe even a new name to our podcast i don't know we'll see kind of doing a little reboot here and uh hopefully things will get bigger and better as time goes on so stay tuned everybody and we'll catch you next time peace out all right later guys